0: Wake up, buy here, pay here people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here Morning Show. Take it away, you two.
1: Hey, hey so it time to do the show? It's time, it's to, time do to do the okay. show. Gosh. Yay! kind of scrambled it in here at the last minute. <laughs> like It happens. Well, you
0: know, the topic we were... Um, uh, Jim's like, I know we've talked about something like this before. So going through and looking at, um, old podcasts and, uh, there was one that we'll, we'll, t- I'll bring up, uh, later that you can view. Um, that's it. It's kind of like supplemental to what we're going to talk about today, but before we do yeah. that, oh yeah, update. it's Friday. I'll take care Happy of this. Friday. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah. It's, I just, I don't know why I just woke up in a really, really good mood. I don't know if it's, well, it's Friday or whatever. <laughs> good Probably. for you, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm usually in a I've good mood. I've been self-employed for a long time. So Friday's a lot like Saturday for me. Yeah. So, you know.
0: Well, you know, we we've been trying to not work on the weekends. True. So, um, you know, there's always little bits of stuff that Yeah, some when, of our car dealer yeah.
1: listeners can relate like they're, uh, you know the the work doesn't stop. It's part of business ownership. Um, and you do have to kind of create some mm-hmm. some rails, but that's not what we're here to talk No, about no, no, today. no, it's
0: not. Um, virtual happy hour for the dealer oh, only yeah. principal group is coming up on the sixth. So it is the second. So that's like next week. Yeah.
1: I spent so. some time yesterday going out and <clears throat> trying to track down the folks. We you know, we got a number of people who mm-hmm. haven't filled out the the questionnaire got to have the questionnaire because that's where you pledge your privacy your confidentiality so got to have that yeah and uh, so we've been trying to get those and
0: and for those of you who have uh well i think that we've got all of them resolved but once you fill out the the questionnaire you got to go back in and accept the invitation because like we've got about 90 people sitting out there that were waiting to get some of these pieces done to get them in because you know there's there's um, already some good conversation and it's just going to get better. So and I reached you are, out to a lot yeah. of them
1: yesterday. Just check your Facebook mm-hmm. Messenger. We'll be emailing yeah, yeah, yeah. some of them yeah. as well. But uh, yeah, just yeah. got to have those questions. So this back. is a
0: dealer principal or a, uh, like a co owner kind mm-hmm. of thing. So it's people that are the dealer principal. People that are um, you know, and and we have questions all the time about. Well, my manager does everything. It's like your manager doesn't because they don't make the hard decisions that no. only the dealer can, which are, you know, the hard financial decisions, the hard, all of those kind of things. And so that's why we've got that as a dealer principal. Um, also, just Jim sent out some things, uh, V8. We've got the the group that's meeting um, the first group. What, are, what day are they meeting?
1: Um, On the 8th? Yeah. The eight. So next right.
0: week mm-hmm. um, we do have one spot left for that group and that's kind of for mid-sized um, dealers. And uh, yeah, but we'll, you know, we're, we're, we're prepared to add groups. Mm-hmm. So when we fill it up, that doesn't mean that, you know, you've lost your chance ever, 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 ever,
1: ever. Yeah, no, ever. there will be plenty yeah. of opportunities. I think we, I heard from one dealer who has an interest mm-hmm. and if they take a spot that I did put a post out mm-hmm. that we have one spot left in group one that meets, yes. um, on Tuesday or on, no, it's, I'm sorry, it's Thursday. Thursday it's the, the yeah. And so we've got, yep. um, we've got, still got a seat technically in that group. So mm-hmm. just reach out if, uh, if you have an interest because the one dealer who spoke up and says, I want to see really is probably going to be in one of the other groups. So yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, all good. Um,
0: so yeah. And so we, we have three of those newbies which is, you know, you don't have a lot on the right. portfolio, but it's just kind of talking about some of the high, the things that you should be looking at yeah. and, and looking at the numbers and, and some great conversations we had with our first group meeting for the newbies too. Yep. And then the higher, the bigger group, um, there's some, there's some availability for, for that one, for when we sure. have a big inventory.
1: Don't forget um, our dealer roundup on the 15th. Dealer
0: roundup on the 15th.
1: Finalizing our guests now. I did get a couple more commitments yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, I'm um, and we're be watching for that the 11th well, hour, yeah. but we know you dealers well, don't sign up till the yeah, last that's three days. It. Anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that,
1: just, <laughs> it's not an insult. It's just, that's what you do. So
0: I will, and it's cause I, we, you know, we know you all have. A ton of stuff going on tax refund and so season. it's tax refund season. and you'll see something and you're like, Oh, that's cool. That's interesting. And then it kind of leaves your brain. And so, you know, you'll see a big push, uh, the week before, yep. for, you know, we're doing this thing and, and it's only going to be in the past, we've done six sessions. Mm-hmm. These are going to be only three sessions, but we're going to do them every other month. Yeah. So there, there should be six of them this year. I
1: can tell you that mm-hmm. amongst our panelists that are confirmed, Melanie Goldman out of mm-hmm. Indiana, mm-hmm. and we have, uh, Edgar Rodriguez out of, um, Houston.
0: Nick Marcosian.
1: Nick Marcosian from here in mm-hmm. Salt Lake and then um, Dan Grosvenor out of Missouri. So mm-hmm. we, we've got those panelists coming. We've got others. We've got some We're co-moderators
0: some yeah. that are
1: getting finalized. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be three important mm-hmm. topics. Yep. And uh, so we look forward to seeing all of you virtually on uh, the morning of the 15th.
0: Yes. Shall we um, get to our topic? I, oh, and wait—it's the morning of the fifteenth. That's the day after Valentine's Day, dealers. Oh, yeah. So, um, so you know, we were talking about how you know it's oh, that's mm-hmm. nice, and you forget about it. Um, don't mm-hmm. forget right. that Valentine's Day is coming up, and yeah, some so of you, you may be out late that out <laughs> <night> <laughs> because you forgot to make
1: reservations, so you don't get into the restaurant until <laughs> ten p.m. So that yeah. you know, that can well,
0: happen. you know what we typically do is like go the day before or the day after to yeah. just celebrate because oh my goodness there's it's so it's like that and trying to get into a Mexico Mexican restaurant on Cinco de Mayo true it's hard yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. we'll wait for that though so, yeah.
0: all right so today's topic
1: um it's it's yeah you know, I keep saying this like it's a big topic it's an important subject mm-hmm. in that we're covering um what I call deficiency resolution. And this is
0: something we've been, we, we've seen some conversation happening on social. So, um, yeah. And
1: yeah, I wanted to break it down. I think, you know, you can't, one of the things about our business is you can't prepare for every scenario, Mm -mm. but what we're going to offer here today is a framework that you can use in the most exaggerated scenarios. And then you can bring it back to apply it to almost any scenario. So Mm -hmm. we could also call this internal trades. Like we're trading Mm -hmm. with customers who they have a car financed with us and there's something that's happened of a significant nature. Either the car got wrecked, maybe there's insurance, maybe there's not, there's Mm -hmm. a mechanical problem. Maybe there's a service contract. Maybe there's not, maybe it's covered. Maybe it's not, you know, they're just going to be scenarios where the customer's financed with us. Uh There's, Something major has happened. Now the mm-hmm. car is worth less, mu- it's worth less on a wholesale value than what it was when they bought it. And so oh, the, the discrepancy so, between yeah. what they owe and its current real cash value is yeah. wide. So, how do we yeah. fix that? And, well,
0: and can I just, uh, yeah, please. Uh, we were talking when we were talking this morning about this subject. Um, It's interesting how many topics are woven that we're seeing are woven into this same basic overall thing in a way, because it's like the insurance companies that it's like that there's a problem right now. Insurance companies are becoming way too expensive. Mm -hmm. Why do you suppose that is? I, I, and the, the conversation is like, well, I would imagine, do you remember how high car prices were? um, And they're starting to come down, but they're Mm -hmm. still high over the last few years. And then as people have accidents or whatever, they're looking for replacement. And it's just like that's, I'm sure it's killing insurance companies. And so their rates are going up. And you know, it's just it's one of those things where there's like such lasting ripples to a lot of different things. And Mm -hmm. this deficiency in or negative internal debt, that's one of the ripples Mm -hmm. of. The cost of cars going up, and it's just it'll all balance out eventually. But yeah, this is where we're at.
1: Yeah, and I think it's I, I think you touched on it there, like the cost mm-hmm. of car was up. It's stabilizing now, and maybe mm-hmm. even coming down some. But we have as one of I think it was Robert mm-hmm. Blankenship. Oh, uh, I'm remembering the name right. That that is out of the East Coast uh, chimed in on that same thread that we're talking about the recent mm-hmm. questions about how to handle these trades, and you know he. He made the point which we know is true excuse me that is with covid selling prices were up Mm -hmm. and so now we've got these high balances and so when there's a problem um it's you know we hope the wholesale Mm -hmm. value is also up on whatever car we're talking about trading in but i think regardless we just today i want to go through the math we i referred to a document so this there's a document that we provide that is called, I called it a deficiency resolution. I created I mean, it in my own dealership. Reach sure. out. I yeah. remember sharing it with a number mm-hmm. of dealers back then. Like we had in my 20 group or whatever, we had a number of dealers mm-hmm. who wanted to use it. Because as you and I talked about this morning, when you got dealers even coming in to buy here, your payer from franchise or independent retail, they're not used to dealing with this scenario. They're not used to having their own <laughs> internal payoff. Yeah. On trade in, and so it's a, it's a thing we have to figure out how to handle. (laughs) Well, and
0: it's and it's uh, you know if they're not in buy here pay here, it's not that it doesn't happen. Sure. But it's never their problem. Right. And and this is this is your problem. Um. And so you know because if if it was some, it's like well you know if you want to trade this in, that's fine. But you're going to have to figure out how you're going to pay this back to your lender because most lenders aren't just going to write it off. Right. And, um, and that's kind of where we're, where we're coming at is that, you know, the, that this, this form and our the, a white hat approach to this problem is a little different than you might, um, you might see. And, yeah. uh, and, 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 you know, it doesn't, and we're one of the things that we just want to say right out of the gate, it doesn't mean that you need to write off the entire balance. Right um, at and all.
1: I, and I wish I could credit who said it. Cause I've kind of paraphrased it for years. And it is just the, this idea that just because we lose the car doesn't mean we should lose the customer. Yeah, so well, if we can find a way game, to yeah. save the deal and save the customer, because mm-hmm. as some of the people commented, look, if I've got a good customer and they've been paying well, and then when we face this setback, we talk about often what we call the 10 year approach. Mm-hmm. Well, if this customer is going to be with us for 10 years, then surely we can make the math work on what we're doing here yeah. to get to the next deal and keep them in some transportation. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's lots of layers to this. I just think for today, I wanted to be able to introduce the math behind how we would sit down. And before yeah. we get into the math, yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, and I, I, uh, well, before we get into the math, what were you going to say? Cause you may be segueing into well, what I wanted to say. I, no,
1: I think the part I was going to touch on was this idea that it's easy for me to think about as a former dealer, and and the phrasing that you're going to hear me use today, and I'm going to kind of role play as if I'm talking to the customer. Mm-hmm. And as I do that, I want you to think about how how would this language be different if it was the <laughs> dealer sitting in front of the customer, versus the sales manager mm-hmm. sitting in front of the customer, mm-hmm. versus a salesperson sitting in front of the customer, or even a collector yes. cashier. So it's like it starts somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so now the question is, I I know what I it would say. It was a segue, by the way. Oh, it was yeah. The same it was thing? a great segue. Oh, okay, good. <laughs>
0: But I, you know what you would say as a dealer?
1: Yeah. So that's uh-huh. why I'm just, we'll, we'll get there. But I'm yeah. just saying as we, as you hear these things, I would ask mm-hmm. you to think about I can hear myself saying it as a dealer. How would I get my team? Mm-hmm. And hopefully, this tool that I'm mm-hmm. about to show you would help you do that because I think it's not so much what the numbers say, it's back to how you present the numbers. So that that's back to my own sales mm-hmm. experience, you know, from franchise mm-hmm. and whatever else. But it's also just about a white hat sales approach. It's about looking people in the eye and, you know, taking ownership of what's yours and, and helping having the customer. a
0: conversation. Sure. It's like a really transparent, honest conversation and with a, solutions woven in.
1: And relationship yeah. equity yeah. would be huge. Okay, it would be very helpful.
0: Which a uh, great segue, honey. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm like the the relationship that that I guess that's that's where I add some value. Um, among
1: yeah. other uh, among other things. Among
0: other things one of the things that uh, you know this is an, a negative internal trade I think that you know many of us in whatever it is that we've done in the past um you know probably vehicles or whatever have had been put in a situation where it's like crap um I I, I need to do this. But it's going to put me under and that level of stress. And we already know that our customers are typically under a lot of financial stress. Mm -hmm. They are so stretched thin that sometimes it's a difference between putting three gallons of gas in their car and buying a gallon of milk. So Good they can point. have cereal in yep. the morning. So this is, I mean, it's, it's already a high stress situation. And so first off is like, put yourself in their shoes. This is not going to be an easy conversation. They're well aware that they still owe you money, mm-hmm. but they need a solution. And so sometimes they will come at you guns blazing and say, this is your problem or whatever, or, or just be like, I don't know what to do. Now, as Jim said, you know, one of the first things that's like, relationship equity is something you should be, you should be working on the entire relationship so that you can get them in your office in a seat across the table from you. And relationship equity is reaching out, you know, I hope you're having a, here's a little tip. Here's Mm a, you know, we've got this thing going just, that's a whole nother topic. But when they sit down in front of you, they're already stressed. So I cannot, as the relationship, you know, person, (laughs) I cannot stress hard enough that it is essential at the beginning of the conversation to recognize the stress that they are experiencing. And it's like, Oh, and being empathetic about what it is that they are experiencing right now. Um, and it's just like, Hey, this, this is rough. I, I, you must be really, you know, or, uh, this. Thank you so much for coming in. I know it was probably hard because you know that there's there's something here that we can solve. To, you know that there's a problem that we mm-hmm. that we can solve. I'm so glad that you came. But recognize them and recognize and and be empathetic because what that will do is that will put you guys on the same side of the table.
1: Yeah.
0: Really, really quickly. Just be empathetic. We know. I you know. I know that this is rough. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Empathetic. Thank you. Thank you for coming in and talking to me about this. Sure. And so take the first few moments of the conversation to not get into numbers, to not get into what this looks like, but to recognize the situation and how much stress it's causing your customer.
1: Sure. And then I think, in addition to that, most everything that you're going to hear me say today, as I kind of talk through this, as I role play it, as if I'm sitting in front of a customer, mm-hmm. think about mm-hmm. how this sounds to the customer. If the customer likes me or likes mm-hmm. my company and likes doing business with me, think about how the phrasing is different here because mm-hmm. the customer probably wants to stay. They would probably prefer that I help them into another car and that they continue to do business for years and years. So if So, but if that's not the feeling or the attitude of the customer, then everything we're about to talk about becomes much more difficult. It does. So it's like, it's still the math. Mm -hmm. Like you've still got to figure out a solution and try to save the deal. So there's, there's profit motives here. Mm -hmm. There's customer satisfaction motives here. There's all these things wrapped up in the whole thing. And so, again, I am taking inside the math, but I think it's important to think about um, what this looks like. And so there's. And and, and
0: also Mm -hmm. to recognize you don't have to say it but you've already won a huge battle if they're c- talking to you about it right a huge one and mm-hmm. that is something we're celebrating mm-hmm. internally you know even if they come in it's like what are you going to do about it it's like oh man that must really be stressful i yeah. you know i i i feel for you and and yeah we're going to talk about it we're going to try to figure this out but um you know or whatever it is that, that it might be an accident is sure. everyone okay are you all okay? Okay, well, good. Mm-hmm. I, and so, um, yes, good. but th- they're, th- they're there. That's a big win already.
1: Yeah, and I think even before you show the spreadsheet here and we start talking about the mm-hmm. numbers, I think it's important to, to emphasize something. And I can't remember, Michelle, if we have in the Institute any sessions on what I call the power, uh, putting power in the paper. I don't recall that being in there, but power in the paper is something I've typically included in training. And Mm -hmm. I think as we step into this conversation, I would say that it's important that we will insert that language at a point that it became necessary, if it becomes necessary. But when I say power in the paper, what I'm really saying is the customer... We, we need to do the best we can to help the customer <clears throat> differentiate because this is one of the big problems we mm-hmm. face in buy here, pay here in this. It's just a general knowledge gap to use, you know, Candice Bryce shared with us is like this knowledge gap of, for the customers like this. The difference between the car as collateral and the significance of their signature on a piece of paper and the contract. Mm-hmm. So the example I've always used, and I want to share it before we get into the numbers here, because it's it's. Um, there's a white hat element to this. So for those of you who hear us talk about white hat way, this is, this is me trying to be a good guy and do a good thing for a customer and help them solve a problem. Obviously I own the problem too. You know, what's, what's their Mm -hmm. problem is my problem as well. So I'm going to step in and try to resolve it in the most genuine and um, you know, forward thinking way. Like and I'm kind. thinking long term. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. yeah so it's definitely going to be kind. Yeah. I'm just thinking long term about mm-hmm. how to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. And so as I do that, I know that I have to, I have to walk that line between what is the customer's responsibility mm-hmm. and what is my responsibility. So for the sake of our <laughs> conversation here today, yeah. let's talk about the piece about, let's keep it simple. There's all these different elements. There's, mm-hmm. there's, car insurance there's no car insurance there's cpi they didn't pay the premium there's all these scenarios mm-hmm. where you know we 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 have s- coverage let's take a scenario where none of those things are in place just keep it simple and then you add back the pieces that are relevant in your particular situation but let's say the car's as is or the warranty just expired there's no warranty mm-hmm. anymore and so it's so whose financial responsibility is it
0: and and we know with the paper legally
1: contractually
0: contractually it's it's their responsibility and we
1: may never have Mm -hmm. to say it but it's there have been times in my career as a dealer where you did have to sort of walk through that carefully and just Mm say let's understand before and usually when I would present it I wouldn't even I wouldn't even pause like I would just say to the customer now before we go any further I think it's important to remember you know technically legally It's all your responsibility. Like you signed a contract, and Mm -hmm. irrespective of what's going on with the collateral, it is your financial responsibility. And as we step into this and start to look at the numbers, See, I didn't even pause. I just went right on we, uh, yeah. into, it is your financial responsibility. However, it doesn't mean I'm not going to help you. Let's look at some numbers okay. and let's figure out how I can help you into another car. So, you know, and I've been through this. I mean, back in my own dealership, we had pretty low ACV, short-term contract. It happened that the car would break down. It would be an accident, whatever. And um, so we, we, were, we, we were faced with this quite often. And the numbers were different than what I'm going to show you here today. But the the ratios are still the same it's mm-hmm. a question of how do you solve this so you know apologies to our folks who will tune in on audio after the fact like i check think us is out on one. youtube yeah YouTube find YouTube. it on youtube so you yeah. can see the numbers but mm-hmm. i'll do the best i can to talk through it if you want to go ahead and show the screen okay. gonna, uh,
0: i can
1: let's start talking about this um and I'm gonna bring internal that trade calculator okay so first thing i want to show
0: well i i just want to point out jim is like a numbers a numbers nerd is that Probably is that nerd. okay he's sure. a numbers no, nerd it's, it's, and it's just so endearing to me and so um he has he has spreadsheets and tools like this yeah. for so many different things that i mean he has developed over what almost 25 years. So, yeah, um,
1: I have um, spreadsheets to keep up with my spreadsheets. <laughs> Like, You know, I'm just, I'm that guy. Right. Okay. So, okay. so let's talk about the thing. All right. So internal uh-huh. trade. Um, let's, let's go slowly here because this, this is important math. So let's just say the customer's account balance is the first thing I load. I'm sitting with the customer and, and let's talk about how I would present this. So let's, you know, rest assured, you know, Mr. Customer, I'm going to do what I can to, to help you solve this. We, we, you've been, really, uh, you know, done really great with your payments. We, we, we certainly want to have you stay around as a customer and we're going to do the best we can to figure this out. So let's start working with the math here. So what I show is that your, your payoff on your account is I just threw in some numbers. All the yellow fields are numbers that I would fill in. And let me just try to be a salesperson for a minute. Let's say the sales manager is busy with another customer. Um, the, the dealer is, you know, gone on vacation, or is that a car auction? And it's on me to figure this out. So if I'm a salesperson, I can start working through Mm -hmm. this. I show your account balance on this other car is um, is ten three oh seven. Now we can, we're gonna need to trade the car in, and then somebody's gonna have to help me figure out what its value is gonna be. hopefully it's
0: not a total loss. In its current condition.
1: But I think you and I understand, Mr. Customer, if the car has a blown motor, if we send it to an auction today without it's not running and somebody's going to have to put an expensive motor in it and have the time and labor and all the, the parts, mm-hmm. and everything it's going to, you know, the car's not going to bring much. So I don't know what that number is. Somebody will help me figure that out. But if we're able to get you $1,500 for the car as it is, I know there's a lot more to figure we'll out. We'll help
0: but, you. Yeah. Let's look, let's get it. That
1: would be some trade. Traded allowance. And
0: sold or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. So if
1: we got fifteen hundred dollars trade allowance, this is you know, if this is kind of the approach that I learned as a salesperson and we teach it, is this is sort of if I could, would you like it's not my decision, but if I could get you fifteen hundred dollars of trade allowance, and I'm looking the customer squarely in the eye as I talk about this, and I'm mm-hmm. saying, if I could get you fifteen hundred in its current condition. Would that work for you? And the customer may say, "Come back and say, really, that's all it's worth." Or, Whatever. or but,
0: but I still owe more money. Or, yeah, yeah, there's
1: still a lot more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. We're going to try to figure that part out. But I'm just really the the facts that you and I are both faced with is the car's current value is really only this, and it's it's the collateral on the loan. We're going to trade it in, and I'll, I'll I'll get you all the help I can. Um, but if I can get you fifteen hundred dollars you know that that's probably going to gonna be all with. the cars yeah. we're going to be worth in its current condition and if they come back and say man that's that's rough you know if it surely we can get 2500 i think i got a buddy who will give 2500 for it so okay well let's do this let me put in let me put in 2500 right there and let's just see what it looks like and now if i did get you a $2500 trade allowance we still got this trade deficiency to talk about you have got $7800 difference there between what we can allow in trade and your account balance and of course technically you're financially responsible for all of it but you can see here that I've got it set up in a way that we just need to figure out like what your commitment would be if we split that 50 50 because you know it's not it's not your fault it's not our fault we, you know if we just started in a 50 50 deal it's and, a tough and we, situation we want
0: to keep you as a customer we want, we want to, to be able to keep you, keep you in the family and so if whatever. we meet, mm-hmm. if we
1: meet you halfway right this is like this is and again, I'm trying to insert wherever the conversation feels natural. I'm going to insert this idea that it's, it's all your financial responsibility, but I'm going to help. So if I met you halfway, this is what it would look like. You know, if you put, if we had you take responsibility for half and we took responsibility for the other half, that would be, um, and I call it set aside. So this language is important. So let me just take a minute here. I say, if we, if the finance company agreed to set aside that other $3,900, you accept responsibility for half. If the finance company were to set aside the other half, I chose that language in my deficiency resolution. And, and we're happy to share the deficiency resolution. I'll just say here that Please have your attorney look at it. We would mm-hmm. have had our attorney look at it back when, and you would need to have your attorney look at it before you entered into an understanding. But at the end of the day, it's just a tool. It's trying to reach an understanding with a customer that is agreeable, mm-hmm. and we're trying to do it in the most transparent yeah. and fair way possible. Yeah,
0: and and it's it's an interesting thing, too, when you have something like this that you can use. So many people are visual, mm-hmm. and so it's it, this, instead of just talking numbers, right? That they can see numbers and they can, you know, uh, and, and work that way and work that way. And it, it sinks in differently and they can see what you're doing, what they're doing and not just, I have to pay an extra this. It's like, Oh, okay. You're writing off the, okay. And
1: so again, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pause much here and the customers looking at those numbers and it's really big, but I think most of us who've been around the business a long time know that all these numbers are interesting to the customer. The customer's like, can you help me into another car or not? Mm I don't have much down payment today. You know, I got to get to work on Monday. What are we going to be able to do here? So that's really where the customer's mindset is. And so these numbers, while they may be a little frightening and it's unfortunate and it's kind of scary for the customer, we're not finished yet. So we're just kind of talking numbers and mapping out scenarios. And as she said, it's transparent. I didn't point out when I started, I've got two sheets in this workbook you can see down here at the bottom that it says visible so this is a visible one that we would and maybe you just make this other one password protected so that you know only the salesperson can sit here with the customer and show them the screen Mm -hmm. okay so now we and so you can name it whatever but now I go and we start talking about now if we are able to help you with financing on another vehicle then You know we obviously we're going to help ourselves the more affordable the car that you choose the the better my chance of being able to help you today because if if we have to carry some inequity from this other car Mm -hmm. and we choose an expensive car that makes it really difficult makes for a really long loan or it makes for really high payments Mm -hmm. and it may be really difficult to do so one of the ways you can help yourself here today is you know let's try to choose a car that's as affordable as possible so that we can you know we don't compound the problem and just say to the customer this is this is our reality we're working with you and so this is one way you can help yourself mm-hmm. right and so I'm just saying so I picked at 11995 I put some add-ons in there obviously every dealer's add-ons would be a little different and now um that's telling me that I have to add now the cu- customer commitment over here the 3903 the part mm-hmm. that they've agreed to accept responsibility for after the trade's considered is that number right there. So now I've got in back in yellow, these are the fields I will put my own numbers in, and I would say, you know, how much down payment can you do today? And sometimes that's zero. Why? Because we're sitting here with a an accident in between paychecks or... They,
0: um, yeah, you know, they already have other things that they're having to deal with. They're paycheck um, to paycheck. Yeah. And
1: mm-hmm. if today's not payday, they probably mm-hmm. don't have the money. And so are we going to wait till payday till we help them into another car? If so, we'll be prepared to lose them because if we're going to make them wait until payday and now there's money in fist then there the temptation is to just walk away from the deal with you and go put a down payment on something else yeah right I mean mm-hmm. the temptation is always there we know that customer uh, that we finance is often in that predicament and they're just kind of you know trying to solve their problems as quickly as possible yep and they'll deal with what comes you know when it comes so th- this is hard math though when we look at that and we're going to take a car that is a A selling price of eleven nine. And now with all these numbers we've got in there, we're suddenly financing sixteen three on a car that's priced at 11.9 at these numbers and so uh, as a salesperson i don't have to be very experienced to know that's a tough deal that's not great for the customer it's not great for us and so i gotta start to try to figure out a different solution and so there's ways that you know i would get there and uh, so i can just tell we're we're, we're already 30 minutes you know, we're going to run <laughs> along here because there's quite a bit still to talk about yeah so but i think it's important this is this is the kind of education i think is um, it's just thinking through the math and, and it's more
0: thinking, than anything, it's about how to have the conversation with right. this is the breakdown it's of, both.
1: of how this works. It's both. It's the conversation and it's the math. I mean, the mm-hmm. math is, is that's reality for the dealer. And so we'll get to the actual profit implications of whatever we do here. But because I'm looking at this, if I'm a sales manager or dealer, I'm saying, you know, this deal, this looks, this really, really rough. And, um, and and by the way, this trade allowance. Um, those not familiar, you know, the trade allowance is not necessarily the car's real value. That's what we're allowing the customer on the car um, as a trade-in. And and what it's going to be, its real wholesale value behind the scenes is is up to us. It's for us to know, and the customer won't know necessarily know that number. So that's important for us to remember because it's one of the tools in our tool belt. You know, as we work through this deal. But I'm still trying to keep that number as close to. The real cash value is possible. Why? Because every every dollar that I go above its real cash value is coming out of the, the it gets adjusted from the profit in the transaction. And not that we're necessarily motivated by profit here. We're trying to save the deal and trade the customer. We still have to look at how it hits our books, right? Both from a cash flow standpoint and a profit standpoint. So again, I've got a trade over allowance or trade allowance in there, and we'll talk about the ACV in a minute, but Now that I look at this, I'll say, you know what, tell you what, Mr. Customer, I think that's just going to be too much. I mean, that's so much, since if you were in a position to do some down payment, you know, that would obviously help. You're going to finance less and it's going to keep you from being, you know, so, so much uh, farther underwater. But what if I, if I can get them to stretch to something more like, let's, let's just look at like 65%. So what it does, I did that backwards, 35% for the customer. And now it calculates how much would go to the finance company. If I could get that done, that looks like it shaves about. um, And is there any chance that you could come up with any down payment? Because obviously what we want to try to do is keep this finance amount from being too much. You know, the closer we can get that to the, Mm -hmm. to the price of the vehicle. And and by the way, I didn't mention it, but I, I personally don't recommend to our clients that they discount the replacement vehicle. They're already suffering on the loss of the, the car that's coming back to them. Mm-hmm. And so I think we we need to uh, maintain the integrity of our pricing. And so in my way of thinking, and I'll show you the impact of all these things when we get to the other screen, but I'm going to recommend we keep the price of the vehicle that they're buying the same. And if that means stretching the trade allowance a little bit, then we can stretch the trade allowance. So I'm going to go back to the customer. I'm going to say, tell you what I'm going to do I, this. I'm just playing with numbers here and I can't promise you anything. I'm going to have to get the okay. But if I could stretch this, Trade allowance to $3,000. If I could get you $3,000 for the car in its current condition, now we're down to $7,307. If I can get the dealership to agree to set aside 65% instead of 50 then that trims your commitment down to 2557 Keep in mind, customer owes the full difference between, they really fully owe the 7307 mm-hmm. And that's with me stretching the trade. So, but they're fully financially responsible for the whole thing. Now, that's easy to say, hard to get the customer to agree to follow through on that, but that is our financial reality. That's where Mm -hmm. we sit, okay? So now I'm stretching that part. Now, if I could get the customer to say, you know, what about some deferred down payment? Can you do any down payment today, even a small amount? Well, I can do maybe 300, okay? So let's put that in there. And now you can see that's helping because now we're back to under 15 grand. You got a selling price of the car of 11.9. Again, it's a tough situation, and I've got some stuff in my in the background that we can <clears throat> cover, <clears throat> excuse me, if this starts to get sideways with the customer, but I'm, it shouldn't because I'm just working with them and I'm just talking numbers and just, we're just trying to solve a problem and I'm helping the customer see how big a problem it is.
0: And, and, you know, part of this though, is like, like we've talked about in the past is the knowledge gap that, that, um, really helping to educate them about there's you know there is a difference between the car and the contract and and um and that that you know the contract you sign the contract the car is the Mm -hmm. collateral that's that's a really great thing to educate people early on in the in your um in your relationship with them in just a nice friendly um helpful kind of way that you know if there's ever a problem let us know because the contract is what matters right yeah. And so
1: I think here, the other thing I didn't really explain is that 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 now we're at a 35% commitment for the customer. And now the, the finance company is picking up 65%. That, that set aside language in the, in the document that is the deficiency resolution, we use the phrasing set aside. And basically what it says is the finance company agrees to set aside and not pursue collections on this balance so long as the customer's in good standing on the replacement vehicle. And so... Again, you'd have to run it by your attorney, but we're basically saying we're agreeing. It's not that we're writing it off. Like I, that's why I purposefully don't say charge off, write off. I say we set it aside and Mm -hmm. what we do after the customer's gone is a, is a different matter, but I'm, I'm asking the customer to accept financial responsibility for that.
0: So are you saying then that let's say they get into the new car and they're three months in and they default
1: I would reserve the right in that you document to, the right to be able to say you got both of them now could, per, per, could conceivably pursue all of it. Did I ever as a dealer? No. You know, I'm just saying, but what we say, the language that we use with the customer is important here and we want them to have the feeling of commitment and responsibility. Mm-hmm. They, they are like, financially responsible. Like
0: if you will, if you will, um, be, uh, responsible for making your payments and, you know, keeping things on track and all of that, sure. that we are willing to set this aside. So and, at the end of the contract,
1: well, no. So I'll get to what happens okay. ab- behind the scenes after the customer trades, but you can see what I'm trying to do here. I'm, I'm asking the customer, I'm saying, look, we're prepared to help you. If you're prepared to help yourself and do your part. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is where we sort of are asking the customer to, um, you know, understand their role in all of this, and I, I'm realizing as we talk about this that the screen's pretty small. I'll see if I can well, it's, increase yeah. it a bit. But um, bottom line is, we we just we've got to make sure that um, you know the customer can can see all this and understand. And so uh, now I'm just putting this, the price in here again. So now I'm I'm down to fourteen seven to be financed, and the customer is. Now, look what's happening for the customer. There's five grand that they're financially responsible for, almost, that's going away. Um, and, you know, they they get to put it aside. And as long as they follow through on the new deal, then, then they're able to move forward. Now, this is just for internal use. And this, the customer can still see. This is what the deal is going to look like. Selling price of the car is this. The trade allowance currently is a set at $3,000. For our team, what that says that the internal trade payoff to enter is actually 55.57. So where did I get that number? That's the combination of the payoff that they are picking up, the 25.57, plus the $3,000 trade allowance. So the net effect of that would be this line down here that you see on row 21, which is now that I've given the customer a $3,000 trade, and we've added back the internal trade payoff of fifty five fifty seven. The customer ends up accepting responsibility for that difference of twenty five fifty seven. That was the number we agreed to above. So it's bringing that over. So this is why I wanted to walk through it. Like I think it's it's important to see what the math looks like. Mm-hmm. And this is a part I always had to coach, even when I was a dealer, our managers and people back at the dealership. Here's what the math has to look like when you load the deal. Mm-hmm. So this basically brings the balance, at least the trade payoff balance. Over to the other account. And now it says see the recap sheet for internal handling of the rest of this. So it brings the numbers over. So now let's say, let's say the customers agreed to all that mm-hmm. and we're doing the deal. And so now we got to see what does this look like in the software now? When we go over to load this deal, here's what it looks like. So on this other screen, you've got trade allowance shown to the customer. Again, this is the private screen. So now Let's do the real trade ACV. What's a car really worth with a blown head or blown motor or, you know, with a a front clip gone or whatever the situation is. What's its real cash value? And if I put $800 in there, I'd made a note for the team. That's what the vehicle is going to come back in inventory for $800, which means we're not postponing any wholesale loss. If I brought the car back into $3,000, I would have an, a $3,000 car sitting on my inventory. That's really only worth $800. $800 I'm just yeah. deferring mm-hmm. the outcome. I'm, I'm waiting to, to suffer some wholesale loss. I would rather just deal with it in the transaction. Now I bring the car back in at $800. I've got, I don't, it's all washed out. I, I when I sell the car, I hope it really brings eight hundred dollars, and I won't. So now, so now it says the adjustment to gross profit from over allowance. So for those not familiar, that's what it looks like. I'm giving the customer three hundred, three thousand. Car's I'm really gonna, only worth yeah. eight hundred. Uh, it's an over allowance. It gets adjusted from the gross profit in the deal. So now. The uh, anticipated wholesale loss though, if the vehicle sells for what I say it's ACV is, then I don't, I don't experience any future wholesale loss. Okay. So I'm, I'm wrapping it all in one deal. Now the internal payment applied to the original account, because I got to go pay off the 5557 that the customer's accepting responsibility. I'm moving that to the new account as an internal payoff. Mm-hmm. And now I've got an internal write-off after the customer's gone. We're calling that a set aside balance. But I'm not going to leave it sitting unpaid on my my active receivables report. I'm going to write it off, and because the customer's only going to have one account, one active account, that's going to be the new account. This balance is going away. But I don't ever say to the customer that I'm writing it off or charging it off. That's up to us. After the deal is gone, we also have credit reporting implications to think about here. So if we got to be careful. If we charge that off, the customer could be showing. And, yeah. You know, impact from a charge off, even though they didn't. That's not exactly what happened here. So this is this is my preferred method of handling this. We just write it off, and and in, in most systems, you could write off that portion at the time that you post this payment. This fifty five fifty seven, you would post it as a payoff and reference. It's an internal trade to stock number such and such, and now you. Right off the remaining balance, and so let's let's go through the rest of this. So now, what's the inventory cost of the vehicle that they're buying? This will, I put in sixty three hundred dollars for this car that they're buying for eleven nine. So the resulting gross profit on that sale is fifty six ninety five. There's an adjustment to the gross profit from over allowance. There's a post delivery write off, and so the the impact of that deal for us is a negative twelve fifty four. Even though we kept the se- the selling price of the car the same, we didn't we didn't reduce the price of the car that they're buying, and so we we got a full gross profit on that sale. That quote unquote what I call a make good sale. You know, we're just making good and trading them into something. We didn't really mm-hmm. sell a car. You know, it goes on our sales report, but we didn't really sell a car. We just traded somebody into a make into a make good situation, and so this is what it's going to look like though. That's our profit. So we. You know, there's cash too. From a cash standpoint, what happened to us? We got a small down payment, sixty three what did we have we up three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So so from a cash standpoint, we're we're rolling a sixty three hundred dollar car that we got to replace. We only got three hundred down, so we're negative six grand right there. And then we brought in a real value of $800 for a trade. We're going to hopefully recover cash for that real $800. Mm-hmm. So that's where you're at. We cash the 2200. Perspective. we're we're negative yeah. from a cash standpoint, you know, what was that $5200? So, you know, we and, and our profit is that. But we've saved a customer. We've got a customer and we're still in a we're still in a pretty precarious position. You know, you can un- take that off the screen now. I think those are the parts that people you know, need to really see, we're still in a precarious position with this customer, but it's better than losing the customer altogether. Mm-hmm. I didn't say to one of the things that I would definitely be incorporating here is when I'm looking at this situation back over there, where the balance on the, the, for the customer is 14 grand on a $12,000 car, I would be asking, Hey, can we, these payments are either going to need to be high. We need to keep this loan from getting too long. So mm-hmm. these are all things I can just say to the customer I can talk to him. Look, it's not a good situation for you or for us if we make this contract mm-hmm. too long. So that's going to obviously cost you a lot of interest. So how mm-hmm. can we shorten this up? How would you feel about making payments in this agreement from your tax refund every year? Mm-hmm. And if I set, it, could could we do like $800 every year in March in addition to your regular payments? If you could do that, I can help keep your payments down. Low. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because otherwise, it's all got to go in the payments, and I need to try to keep the, t- the loan at a reasonable um Mm-hmm. term for both of us. So one of the ways I can solve that is if you agree to a tax refund, like if you and your family typically get a tax refund every year, you don't need to pay all of it. Mm-hmm. But if you could pay some um, chunk of that, then obviously $800 would be roughly representative of two, two extra payments every March. And that's going to help mm-hmm. keep your payments reasonable. And it's going to get this thing paid off without just really killing you on interest. And so is that workable for you? And when I present it in that way, to the customer they almost, you, yeah, almost I can keep always, my payments yeah. down and I don't have to deal with it till March. Yeah, sign me up. Where do I sign? Yeah, you know, I can get to work on time Monday. Yeah, I'm in. And so, you know, it's like, it's how And the how excitement of a
0: new car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and, that. yeah, that's something yeah. else
1: we have to really address here mm-hmm. is that the timeliness here, I, I can help solve it. And, and so a lot of times the, the other interesting element to all this, some dealers would try to repair that car. And they, I, to me, I may or may not repair that car, but I'm going to try to get the customer happy right away. This is will solve a problem It will, you know, I can mm-hmm. put them in another car, get them to work on time on Monday, and I'll deal with the other car after they're gone. We'll do a mm-hmm. full assessment on it. We'll yeah. make a judgment if we're keeping it. We'll repair that car potentially for somebody else. And now I've got the original customer happy on the road, you know, maybe mm-hmm. Mostly happy. I mean, nobody's nobody's thrilled about this. We we. It was a difficult situation, but it's situation. A
0: really kind and transparent and empathetic it's like you know it's uh, we we both we i'm willing to take on some of this burden
1: sure and so we just Um, find a balance but you can see mm -hmm. what the math looks like i had to get all the way to 65 percent on me in order to make it even and it's still not great for the customer right but it's like it's a it's it's fair and it's transparent as you said and so that's why i thought it was so important that we break this down Mm -hmm. in that kind of depth it just it happens yeah. every day. across yeah. The country, Yeah. And so, clients. you know, we
0: went over like the numbers and, and we do just reach out to us if, if, uh, if you're interested in, in getting a hold of what it is that Jim yeah. has put together that, is, that's worked we'll for him, we'll um, it. as a dealer and, uh, and we'd be happy to share with, share that with mm-hmm. you. Uh, what else?
1: You know, I can't think of a thing. We got, um, tons of stuff to mm-hmm. follow up on. I gotta, I gotta get out there and, uh, just, you know, if um, just look for a phone call from me because I'm still running down <laughs> panelists on the. Or if you're interested, roundup, uh, yeah, yeah, reach give us, out. Give us, I mean, give it, us a our, holler, our yeah. topics just quickly for everybody. Our topics are um, going to be
0: pipeline, inventory, growth pipeline?
1: strategies. is mm-hmm. the first session in the morning, mm-hmm. so growth strategies goes off at nine a.m. Eastern, and then the next one will be inventory pipeline. How to how to mm-hmm. you know optimize the inventory pipeline. And the last one will be um, um, boosting volume. Yeah, in your buy-here, your pay-here, your or lease-here, pay-here business. So it's got a lot of fun stuff. We're bringing uh, experienced dealers to the mm-hmm. conversation, and we look forward to seeing you there.
0: All right, guys. Have a great rest of your day and weekend. Thank you so much for joining us today, and uh, we just appreciate your support so yeah. much. Thank you we'll so much. We'll see you on Monday. Again and again. Please. Yeah.